0: Refreshing zelts.
1: What's a Zelt?
0: Little zeltzer?
1: Oh, a zeltzer. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a Sierra mist. That's what I was imagining. <laughs> a Zelt.
0: <laughs> when was the last time you had a Sierra mist?
1: I don't know that I've ever had a
0: Sierra oh. I've had
1: many sprites. Uh-huh and with almost all colas the best sprite is from the mcdonald's fountain
0: <laughs> of like, course it's
1: so incredible
0: <laughs> i mean yeah people are so into the flavored seltzers and the alcoholic seltzers and then mm. cokes and diet cokes but i truly feel that the the lemon lime soda has fallen in a favor
1: it has it has it did have a brief moment in the sun in my world, I remember... You know how sometimes like you experience something and kind of extrapolate it for everybody else? hmm But when I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time, and there's that scene where um, Sam Jackson is interrogating those sort of Weasley guys in their apartment, and one of them has like a burger and fries in front of him, and he eats a bit of the burger, and he takes the soda... And he somehow he says it's like Sprite, and he takes this big long gulp through the straw. It's mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm. you know, <laughs> and it's. There was definitely a moment in my life where I saw that movie first for the first time, and was like, "Yup, mm-hmm. Sprite, <laughs> that looks good, dude." Yep. Uh, so there's definitely that vibe to Sprite. And then it definitely had a lot of – there was some, like, good commercial activity for Sprite, I feel, mm-hmm. when we were teens, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember Kobe Bryant was a big Sprite mm. guy, and I don't know if he actually LeBron did this. Too, I
1: think, in terms of yeah. the basketball Sprite uh, spokespeople.
0: Right. And I'm not sure if this was true or just for marketing, but Kobe at some point said, yep, before a game, take a cheeseburger and a Sprite.
1: <laughs> that sounds I, I, No, no way. <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, uh, this is no one likes the tuna podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. Um, every week, Daryl and I. Every two weeks, Daryl and I watch a Fast and Furious movie. We talk about it for a little bit. Last week we did Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah? Sure did. hmm I have nothing more to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, don't, I mean, I haven't listened to the episode. Was it mm-hmm. good? Anybody say anything about it? <laughs>
1: I haven't listened either. I think it was just a regular episode where you and I had a lovely chat with a few of your friends. <laughs> we were all definitely there and on time and present. And then we talked about too fast, and it was very good.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you again to David and Anthony for joining us for the movie.
1: Yep. We had a good time. Yep, we did. We all did.
0: Everybody was very well prepared
1: and And had great stuff to say. (laughs) Precisely. Yep, absolutely. And this week, we're sort of bouncing back and forth, front to back. So this Mm -hmm. week, we are going, we're watching Hobbs and Shaw. We watched Hobbs and Shaw. The Hobbs and the Shaw-iest of the movies... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of Hobbs, a lot of Shaw. Who is this movie for, Daryl? Who is, who is this movie for? Like, if I'm mm-hmm. a studio, if you're a studio executive, you're mm-hmm. saying, yes, thumbs up, green light, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Nobody will ever be brand confused by any of this. Who are you imagining in your mind is going to say this movie?
0: uh this I mean this movie is for fans of Dwayne the rock Johnson right
1: but who are they
0: who are they <laughs> I mean same people who liked Black Adam you know right, that overlap
1: who, who are they
0: <laughs> um are they the crossover of um like professional wrestling fans? And bodybuilders who I feel like the pro
1: wrestling people are off the rock because, like, oh, he just went Hollywood. Like, he doesn't right. care about the W. Like, those people are insanusoids. <laughs> like, I no, like, they're very passionate people. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's this feeling there that's like, oh, he doesn't give a shit about the, the you know, wrestling. So I don't think it's wrestling people.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And I don't think it's teenage boy I mean, there is this element of like like a sort of workout follow he posts a lot of workouts, so there's like maybe buff guys are going to see this mm-hmm. movie. like buff guys and moms I think might mm-hmm. go see this movie. You know? Yeah.
0: The mom demographic. The same the mom, yeah overlap of uh Tremana Tequila. Drinkers.
1: Aficionados. Yeah, of Turbana exactly. tequila. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there is, being serious for a second, like, I do think this is past, I just think this movie is a minute too late in terms of his bag. Mm-hmm. The Rock, we talk a lot about The Rock, but we're going to talk a little bit more. He, there was this like emerging moment when he was like, oh, The Rock is, like, kind of kicking, right? And, like, legitimately a fun screen presence. You kind of don't know what to expect. He's this really, really big guy, but his comedic timing is actually pretty on, and, like, he can kind of handle the comedy stuff, which a lot of these big guys have a a tough time with, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was fun to watch him sort of grow in that, where he could bring that, like sense of comedic timing to these roles and like boost these action movies that were basically like nothing, you know, scripts Mm -hmm. into something that was enjoyable. I think the pinnacle of this for me is Skyscraper, which (laughs) kind of fun movie. Skyscraper. I,
0: I don't think I watched this one. What was the, what was the premise?
1: The premise is like, what if there was a skyscraper?
0: <laughs> Full of bad guys. Is the yeah, I, there are danger? bad
1: guys in this. this yeah. I think what it, the Rock is on vacation in China.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: The Rock and his family. Actually, I think the Rock is like a down and out retired cop who's trying to get into the personal security business. He has this like meeting in China. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's like about to break through, like his business is really about to break through. This is my incredibly vague recollection of the movie *Skyscraper*. Um, and the uh, uh he brings his family along, and they get trapped in the skyscraper when these like bad guys take it over. And he's like outside, and so he has this sort of John McClane to like, climb up the skyscraper and like take out the bad guys like that's the movie mm-hmm. and he's got one foot I,
0: I oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness
1: i think part of it is like he's got one leg and like so i, I know at a certain point he like <laughs> like jumps, like has to like take off his prosthetic leg and hook it. You know, it's like a hook and he like uh-huh. has to hook it. Oh onto my something. goodness. <laughs> so Yeah, skyscraper's kind of fun. Um it does help, I think, that the Chinese production company clearly was like, Oh, we have these two big Chinese stars and we want to make part of this movie about them. And so hmm. there's this Good. I'd say about a quarter of the movie is spent with these two Chinese cops, uh, like this man and woman, who are trying to co- both coordinate with The Rock and sort of figure out the case. And it's like all in Chinese with subtitles. And <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, great. And, and for me, I was like, great, kicking. <laughs> like, this is good. <laughs> I just think it helps to balance out the rocks like shtick, you know. And then it like cuts back to like an explosion, and he's hooking his leg on something. So <laughs> maybe we should watch Skyscraper at some point.
0: I'm down to watch that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's funny when you were describing the premise of Skyscraper the movie. I could only think of the interchangeability of Kevin Hart and. The Rock in movies and how you can kind of plug and play them. I didn't finish it. I started this new like Die Hard movie, which is terrible. So far, terrible. Yeah, but it looks bad. It looks bad. Yeah, but the, you know, the premise of that one is that Kevin Hart is tired of being the Rock sidekick. And I don't know. I think their style of comedy, if I think about Hobbs and Sean, I think about Skyscraper. I'd like to. I'd like to see Ke- Kevin Hart in those movies and in those roles.
1: I think like if it was Kevin Hart alone, great. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this like balance where it's like there's a spectrum, right, with Kevin Hart in The Rock, where it's like co- the comedy action thing. Where if you do skyscraper with Kevin Hart, it's more <laughs> of a comedy, but maybe a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. There's, uh-huh. like one leg, and it's. Like, He's got to do this thing. <laughs> no offense to, like, the amputee community. I really right. appreciate you guys. I just mean, like, there is a movie in Skyscraper with Kevin Hart that I think would be really fun and good. And then, and he's, like, trying to coordinate with the Chinese cops. I think that would yeah. be amazing. Right? That sounds funny. And then there's this, like, on the other side is, is The Rock, where it's like, yes, the comedy is there but it's more action and with Hart, it's like yes the action is there but it's much more comedy. So I think mm-hmm. you could you're they are interchangeable in that way. You definitely get a different product out of it, I feel. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I'm I'm definitely especially after watching Hobbs and Shaw today leaning more towards the like Kevin Hart driven action comedies <laughs> yeah. would be way better than what we have now, exactly. which is all these the rock led Comedy action movies Mm -hmm. You know
0: And you flip flop them That whole Yeah the story there Of being a Down and out Business person Who is looking for that Next great thing That's most of Kevin Hart's Movies But if you think about The Deficiencies Or the where What What leaves the Audience Maybe unsatisfied In a rock movie
1: Yeah
0: Flip Kevin Hart in there And that Sounds like a winner
1: It's so weird to be, though, like in the position we are where I feel like in the early 2000s, like rock period of rockdom, Mm -hmm. there was this overarching feeling that was like, oh, this like wrestler and they're just throwing them in whatever crap they can find Mm -hmm. and chucking it on screens. And then you look back on those movies like Walking Tall and like San Andreas which was looked at I feel like as the you know nadir of like the worst of the worst of the rock like chuck him in a action movie and you're like yeah please <laughs> Let's give try it. Me more <laughs> yeah, of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would take San Andreas a 1000 times over this crap you know what mm-hmm. I mean of like this franchise Protective IP with the rock spin. Yeah.
0: And I think the difficulty or the weak point in Hobbs and Shaw is that I think in order to make a strong spinoff, the characters themselves, regardless of the actors playing them, need to be interesting enough characters in the originals source storyline to totally warrant a spinoff. I say that because I I started this new season of Mandalorian. It's like all right, makes sense. Keep yeah, doing that's that. Okay. But yeah. if you think about, I'm yeah, cold if you on think the about, Mandalorian now. I'm just yeah. telling you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you think about Hobbs, the character in Fast Five, it's good. Yeah, like what?
1: I mean, what are you? Yeah. 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 And I,
0: even yeah. and even less of a case for Shaw 2, right? He's just there to be Owen Shaw's brother who just slips in the middle of nowhere. They have to put in the funny scene in Tokyo Drift to kinda of tie it together and then Shaw 2 is then the tie into Cypher. Just weak presence and weak storyline overall in the main Fast and the Furious. Yeah, there's not which much is why, there.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like it helps that you have Shaw who is like a tactical mercenary expert. Like that's at least a thing. Mm -hmm. you know the thing about the fast and furious is they have a thing and their thing is we drive Mm -hmm. like that's a thing you can always Mm. go back to it you know you always go back to the fact that yeah we drive and Mm -hmm. it's fun to watch us drive for the hobbs shit it's like what's his thing he's big like that Mm -hmm. is his thing is that he is big but what does that actually do in terms of like a cinematic quality you know, mm-hmm. it gets old. I mean, I think it's carried him for a while, but like, it gets kind of old. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and like, once you peel back the layer of like he is big and has okay comedic timing, well, what else does he do? What else does mm-hmm. he do? Oh, I right. saw this knock in the. Do you watch that? Shama, did you watch the new Shyamalan movie? Knock on the cabin? Knock at the cabin? No. Maybe had some stuff going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that movie's not like a world beater. It, it's it got some really interesting shit happening, but um, Batista is in it. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of the main character in a way. I wouldn't say he's the lead of the film, but he's, he's like the main character Antagonist Basically mm-hmm. And He is inc- He's incredible In that movie mm-hmm. You know If we're just going Like apples to apples Wrestler to wrestler That guy can do anything He's so good <laughs> he's,
0: He has I don't know I think it's the 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 softness That The Rock tries the Yeah The Rock tries to tap into In the way That You know He talks to the grandma and you know he's trying to be kind of cute and but his is more of like a i'm big and sexy where batista mm. is you know it's a softer more compassionate
1: it's just con- natural yeah, contrast like he's just yeah. a better actor by right. a million miles yes yeah. but the contrast
0: know. yeah the contrast to the physical presence of both actors is i think the difference in totally what you experience
1: totally and like the rock you obviously have that vibe where it's like there's nothing that's coming out of your mouth ever in on screen or in in person that Mm. you haven't practiced in front of a mirror a hundred times right Mm. there's just is that vibe with it i even if that's not true at this point they're just like he has obviously put in the work to become a competent performer, like Mm -hmm. not even competent, like a, a good performer in a certain class and style that, you know, that I could, I certainly couldn't do, like, I don't Mm -hmm. have the capability to do that. Um, but not even talking about like his stunt work, you know, when he's doing the wrestling stuff, it's like just talking about being a presence on that level. Takes a lot of work to achieve mm-hmm. that level of, you know, competence and the ability to sort of sway a crowd. I just think, like, <clears throat> in the current cultural moment, I'm fucking over it. Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> anyway.
0: is the is the rock? Is Dwayne Johnson the only one in the vast universe that got an invite to the Oscars?
1: Did he go to the Oscars this year? This is our thought... first post-Oscars recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a picture of
0: him. Yeah, he I saw a picture of him wearing a pink pink tuxedo. Pink tuxedo.
1: Was Mirren there this year? Was Helen Mirren there? Maybe not.
0: I didn't see I didn't see any pictures of her.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 I'm trying to think.
0: Did anybody else get an invite? I don't think Vin is getting an invite. Vin,
1: obviously, we have said many times, should host the Oscars. Like, (laughs) legitimately would be great at it. Uh Uh (laughs) would have a lot of fun. I feel like
0: Natalie... uh, I feel like Natalie Emmanuel might be the next closest to getting
1: an invite. I can see her, like, reading the nominations at some point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Like, there's always that special where, like, Alison Williams gets up and reads the nominations. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, she you didn't you're talking about this year's Oscars. Was yeah. anybody from the Fast and Furious franchise invited to this year's Oscars?
0: Right.
1: I'm trying like in, for a franchise that has multiple Oscar winners in it, I don't I'm kinda striking out here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And is anybody like married to a person? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, would be cool for like Michelle Yo to show up in the Fast and Furious franchise, right?
0: Yeah, that would be cool.
1: That would be a great post-Oscar move for Yo. I think to be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm in the Fast and Furious now." Mm-hmm. And if it was like Yo and Miran in a spino- spinoff, like Fast and Whoa. Furious presents Yo and Miran. I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. That uh-huh. sounds good. <laughs> you know?
0: Have a scene in Malaysia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To Southeast Asia. Hang out for a little bit.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like happy for yo. I'm happy for the everything, everywhere. All Did you see that movie?
0: I did. Yeah, I watched it. I watched. I bought it on Amazon. I'm an owner at this point. You own
1: it. You own a digital copy of Everything, Everywhere, at Once. Have you seen it? Does that mean you've seen it multiple times?
0: No, no only watched times. it once. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm generally like, I'm not a hater. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the hater camp. <laughs> I don't think I was as hot on it. I mean, I'm. I'm like. I'm, I'm basically. I'm generally like. I have nothing but good feelings, of, you know. And, like, nothing but good feelings. Like, I'm so glad they got their shit, you know. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, be, 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 be. Yeah.
0: I watched it once, and it was... I found it to be... I feel like they overused the, um, like, multiverse... Animation. It was
1: very multiverse centric. I will say that. I will say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but just you know, I guess I get it. You get see all the characters, all the backgrounds changes, but it just did it like five too many times for me. Mm -hmm, It's like mm -hmm. I get it. It was a great. It's a nice tool, but I think it was overused in the movie. Is my there was just a like
1: for me at that moment in time in June last year or whatever fuck it came out. I was Mm -hmm. just like. It's a little over. It's like this, this like strive to be over the top. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it, but there's like a zaniness or like a wacky, like random over the topness that I think that movie executed very well and probably is the sort of best example of doing that at this moment. But like it felt very. It Just felt like too much. I was like, Whoa, let's like mm-hmm. slow down, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so I'm at a mode in my movie going where I'm like, either give me ladies' chatterly lover, like, give me like a slow British, like, sexy, steamy love story, or like, give me some 80s smut, <laughs> or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Or like, give me, I'm just like in a, a different mode of my. Film watching. I may turn mm-hmm. around in a couple of years and watch it again and be like, really connect with it and shit. So, um, mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. That being said, I think Top Gun Maverick should have won Best Picture, but that's my. Ooh, I just feel like universally like beloved, <laughs> like saved movie going. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. And I like, mean... didn't it kind of feel like Tom's here? Like, you know, <laughs> like can you imagine at the end of the Oscars, like Tom standing up there and being like, hey, incredible, thank yeah. you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know? that's fair. I think that was my actual favorite movie.
1: It was the best picture of the year. <laughs> Incredible! Yeah, <laughs> great. Was it like the the like most densely packed, like uh, you know, emotionally, you know, engaging film? I, I you know, whatever, or like the mm-hmm. most competently crafted? It was basically to me the most competently crafted movie of the year. Making mm-hmm. a movie like that is fucking insane like it's so hard and there's a reason it got a best adapted screenplay nomination because like writing something like that is it that script is so tight like Mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah it really is it really is it's just like it's total like incredible it's incredible crafting mm -hmm. um but uh, anyway, we don't. I don't need to like complain about the fucking Oscars. It's like the uh-huh. Worst form of podcasting.
0: Um, I looked it up. We are officially, as of the recording date here, mm. sixty-seven days until May nineteenth. Fast X release. It's gonna give it to
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that in the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I'm genuinely excited.
0: It's coming up quicker than I was expecting. So
1: I was I think I was thinking about it the other day, like I know we you and I have like ragged on Louis Leterrier a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's probably because like he genuinely hasn't really made a good movie ever. But I'm excited for to see something like new, like a new vibe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I get it. Like Justin Lin was incredibly competent and good at making these movies. And uh, I'm sad to see that sort of aspect or like um, cog uh, in the like big creative wheel of these, of the Fast family leave. But I'm kind of interested in what the, Situation Like what the vibe I just It's just gonna be new Yeah I'm like great You know Right Let's do something new
0: Yeah I'm ready for a change up Ready for yeah. some new content here
1: Yeah Big time So Um What are your What I guess are I don't know Are you nervous about it Are you What are you feeling about it
0: Um Yeah I'm a little nervous I gotta I mean I should start doing some research I should map out where I'm gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Get I need to need to see it first. I mean, obviously as a um We're gonna have to see it first for professional purposes. I think know.
1: I think regardless of our pod schedule, and this is real like interesting audio here. Uh we should just like see it opening weekend and just like throw up an app and just yeah. do it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh maybe we get old friend of the pod, Max Siskin, back on here. Mm-hmm. I think he has seen because I think he has, I think Max by just by like circumstance has been on our first Furious Seven, first Fate of the Furious, first Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. and maybe first F nine episode. I'll have to go back and look. I don't, eh, maybe not, but
0: maybe not nine. Yeah, he's
1: done a bunch of firsts with us, so maybe we should pop him back on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I got through most of my notes for Hobbs and Shaw. I mean. Generally, you know, like, I hate the Rocky stuff of, like, the cheat day stuff and the Italian job reference and, like, all that crap that I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, the, okay, one thing I noticed that I hadn't noticed before. And the TV, the fake TV news report about how there are to, how Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie are to blame. Mm-hmm. The storyline of the news report is that they shared a prison cell, which we did see in Fate of the Furious, hmm. and that is where they hatched their master plan to um, take over the world or steal whatever. The, yeah, yeah, steal the, steal the, the virus. virus. <clears throat> um they shared a prison cell. Well, they didn't even share a prison cell. They were in two opposite, like, hermetically sealed prison cells. Mm-hmm. That's beside the point. They were in the same prison. They were there for 30 seconds apiece. And then but a they... riot broke out and they left. Right. They didn't have enough time to hash their master plan to take over the world, basically, in the prison cell. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's to be inferred or implanted into the public that there was more there was more to it that perhaps they the the moments that they spent in the jail cell together were all part of an even more elaborate broader
1: connective system
0: exactly and the fact that
1: you can take this person and this person and put them in a prison at the same time mm -hmm. kind of puts a nice bow on it anyway Yeah,
0: that's the yeah, that's Brixton just coming up with a tie together on the fly. He's on it using his super brain, just like really mixing it up. Boom! He came up with that in 10 seconds.
1: Out of the box, nothing uh standard about these couple of guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's not gonna do it. Brixton is making moves. I wish Brixton was the hero of this movie, and he was the one we were, had got to like. That dude rules! I love Brixton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the new Luther movie. Me neither. Yeah, have you seen any Luther?
0: So wasn't it a TV series it originally? Was. Yeah, and then is this a second movie offshoot? A TV this series, a and then two movies.
1: So I think. in my head Mm -hmm. John Luther has had three to four BBC series like BBC seasons Mm -hmm. you know it's that thing where they like make one every four years or something like that you know Mm -hmm. so and I remember the first season being like yeah hell yeah this rocks hardboiled cop you know does his own thing wears a sick duster like mm-hmm. it doesn't you know, <laughs> um. But I also remember my like my vague recollection of seasons of further seasons. I might have only watched two. Season two mm-hmm. It's like, uh, like this is out of control. This is like out. The plotting just got outlandish for me, you know. Um. And it wasn't very good. So, mm. but then now I think there's a movie. I think there's a Luther m- movie. Is this
0: somewhere. is this Idris Elba's um, like first movie since the pandemic, or I can't like what's he been doing since?
1: What has I don't Idris Hobson Shaw? Up- no, <laughs> no, of course not. He was in that we're stuck in Africa on the safari, like on the savannah. <laughs> Did you not know what's this movie? He's like takes his family on safari and like he's like a big bad dad and he has to save his girls from like a lion.
0: I did not see this one. This
1: is a crazy, this is crazy movie. I didn't see it. I really should have seen it. Um, God, I love Idris so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just wish he had like a better career. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's called Beast.
0: Okay. It says a father uh, 2022. And his two
1: teenage daughters. Yeah, 22. Father yeah. and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive lion <laughs> intent on proving the savannah has but one apex predator. <laughs> I'd watch that. I might watch that, too. <laughs> put, that, put
0: that on the list, okay? All All right. I need to watch We're that. We're going right. to
1: put beast on the list. We're going to put <laughs> uh, Beast looks kinda good. <laughs> Uh, but then yeah just like some voice work and then this Luther movie
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and what's he got coming up nobody knows I think some more like Sonic the Hedgehog bullshit (laughs) pretty much
0: got it got it
1: I wish he would do something you know what I mean I just wish he would do something interesting Mm -hmm. Or, or somebody would do something interesting with him
0: but
1: I don't know. I don't know. It just feels to me like he's like, I have a quote and like, if you want to pay it, great. (laughs) If you Mm -hmm. don't,
0: I'll wait for the next one. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) That's the vibe I get nowadays, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. now that he's like, I'm not going to be bond. I'm kind of over, like I'm not part of any of these giant, like they basically burned me in Marvel. And, like, completely wasted my casting mm. for this, like, nothing bullshit character yeah. nobody cared about. <laughs> yeah, with a big... I had a big sword in, like, four scenes over six he's movies.
0: A, he's a bus driver, all right? He's just a, cable car, a cable car operator.
1: And, like, clearly Marvel knew this. Like, by the time the third move, appear, Idris appearance comes around, Marvel's uh-huh. like, How do we put more Heimdall in this fucking movie? You know, like... But... Yeah. Um... So he's like, Marvel burned me. I'm not going to be James Bond. I'm out of the Fast and Furious situation. Like, that didn't work out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make some money. And, like, if you want to pay me to do your fucking Sonic Hedgehog movies, great. I'm going to, like, DJ. It'll give me, like, the money to DJ all weekend. Like, (laughs) DJ all weekends. (laughs) And, like, that'll be my life, my career. Uh Uh Okay. I guess, you know, I guess, I guess. Um,. He's just very charismatic. It's incredibly... It's insane. I had... I was talking to somebody the other day about... A director the other day. I won't mention who. Um, but mm. we're having a very good chat. And um, they were like, don't knock the ability to be charismatic on screen. You know what I mean? Like, these actors, they come into your casting and they, like, knock it out of the part. And they're supernaturalistic. And they're really... Um, you know, they just like how, really feel like they are living and embodying these characters, and then the next guy walks in, and like you know, maybe he doesn't quite feel that way, but he's got something that like is just magnetically drawing your face to his face and hmm. or her face or whatever, and like don't knock that, you know, like that's it works. Important. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. You want people mm-hmm. to be engaged, and there's something so engaging about Idris Elba that you know. It's hard to verbalize, but is really obviously apparent whenever you see him on screen for about two seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Uh do you wanna do some shouty shout outs?
0: Sure. Yeah. You shout some out. Cool. Do you wanna go first this week? Mm. I got what I got. One. I don't have one, so <laughs> I got one. You, why don't you go All first? Right.
1: I'll think of something.
0: I wanna give a shout out here to I guess the medium boiled egg. All right, in between the soft boil, which you pop and the, and it oozes out, mm-hmm. but not quite as solid and creamy as a hard boiled egg. Yep. The medium boiled egg. Um, I've been doing them kind of like Asian style. I yeah, pulled. A, this is
1: exactly what's in my brain, like a ramen egg.
0: Oh, yeah, a ramen yeah. like a soy sauce ramen egg.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, so the, baby.
0: So the number you need to keep in mind for the perfect medium boiled egg is 6 minutes and 50 seconds. Mm. So I learned this from a momofuku recipe, but get a violent boil going, put however many you're doing, 8, 12 eggs in there, exactly 6 minutes and 50 seconds, pull them all out. Ice
1: bath. And then mm. um, and then you make, you, Wait, you make a little mixture. six minutes and 50 seconds? Yep. In boiling water. Do you start it cold or do you drop them into boiling water?
0: Drop them into boiling.
1: For six minutes and 50 seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you can prepare. I mean, at that point, you'll have the perfect medium boiled egg. But to make it Asian style, you'll do a mixture of a couple tablespoons of sugar, a little bit of hot water to dissolve it, then soy sauce, gratuitous amounts of soy sauce to mm. cover the top, and then either rice vinegar or cooking sherry, maybe two tablespoons of that. Um, but incredible. They're supposed to last in the refrigerator for a month, but you know, I eat them in a they couple. They never days. last <laughs>
1: that long in my household, baby. Mm-hmm.
0: But just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> having put a... it to the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it produces the perfect. Yeah, look like orange, gooey, delicious meat and boil. Yeah.
1: I got a, I got, I got a shout out too. I got a shout out, <laughs> like a food shout out. Mm-hmm. Here, I want to give a shout out to Clementine Cake. Mm. So my mom is here. Yeah. She traveled all the way from Massachusetts to Auckland, New Zealand to meet her Incredible. child for the first time. I want to make clear I'm not giving my mom a shout out for doing that. <laughs> but I am giving a, <laughs> a shout out to the cake she made for the family barbecue that we had on Saturday, mm-hmm. which was a clementine cake where she poached clementines for two hours, basically, mm-hmm. like simmer full clementines for two hours. And you peel them and you make a puree and you add that puree as part of your like wet ingredients in the sponge. And it like creates this like beautiful clementine essenced sponge cake. Wow. That was so fucking good. I like, it was like hard to describe, you know, and then she did like a chocolate ganache drip on top. Wow. Wow. That sounds nice. Incredible, dude. (laughs) Like, I've never tasted anything like it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I highly recommend it if you can find a recipe for a clementine cake. Mm hmm. Go for it. I don't even know what the difference like what is a clementine. Mm. I know it's a small sweet orange. Right. But I mean I have a vague idea what a mandarin is. Mm hmm. But is there a difference between a clementine and a mandarin?
0: What's a tangerine?
1: Great Another great question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they all sound like genetic cousins. Yeah. Of yeah. the orange family. Yeah. Which one of them maybe is Clementine the seedless version of a?
1: Are we gonna? I think I'm gonna do some number crunching here.
0: Mm-hmm. One of these. Yeah, maybe it has to do with the. Male and female, seed-producing and not-seed-producing variants of these, mm. orange
1: variants. Tangerines are a variety of mandarin that mm-hmm. usually have seeds in them. So mandarin, tangerines, you you got it spot on. Mm-hmm. Mandarin, no seeds. Tangerines, seeds. Clementines and satsumas. What's a satsuma, you ask? <laughs> Don't know. Are similar to tangerines, but are cultivated to be seedless, although you occasionally find seeds in them due to uninvited bees getting in the breeding process. And they're mm. usually a bit sweeter. So they're a bit mm. sweeter, but they're, yeah, they're all like fucking mandarin. Oh, so mandarins have seeds in them too. Tangerine, mandarin, seeds, clementine, satsuma, no seeds. Mm-hmm. A little sweeter.
0: Hmm. Who knew? Cool.
1: Clementine uh, cake. Yeah. Clementine cake. Go for it. Um, anyway, and if you actually, I, I got to tell you at the end, at the wrapping up, I'm off Twitter for the time being, and I'm off Instagram for the time being. I'm not doing either of those things right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. You can log, Daryl, if you want to log in and do some shit, I, I don't, like, that sounds cool, but. uh Yeah. Um,
0: You ain't got time for it
1: I don't I just like don't It just like was then I didn't like have time for it I could like sit next to my kid Who's like chilling And like do a little Instagram Whatever It's like who gives a fuck I just like stop I just like was like not vibing
0: mm-hmm.
1: it. I was too I was like this sucks And I don't want to yeah. like Like literally like pulling out your phone To like tap, 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 tap through people's stories just to, like, make it so that the rings weren't colorful. I was like, <laughs> wow, this <laughs> fucking blows, you know? Uh-huh. And then the Twitter shit was just endless. I was just like... Yeah. So um, I decided that in this moment of, like, sort of... St- stripping myself away a little bit and makes like making my life a little bit simpler during this time mm-hmm. trying to focus in on things that are a little more important I'm off the social media mm-hmm. no YouTube, no Facebook no Twitter no Instagram nothing nice nothing Nice. And obviously what that means is like I still pull up my phone every five minutes and like what, am I, what can I look at on my fucking screen?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but if you want to connect with us at this time, I think the best way to do that would be to send us an email, no one likes to tune a podcast at gmail dot com or join our Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. And fucking do that. Mm-hmm. We might, I might close the Patreon up. We might tank yeah. it. Feels bad to like take people's money at this point. For like, mm-hmm. what do they get to do? They get to like listen to an e- six extra episodes a year, and uh, vote every ten weeks on something. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem great.
0: <laughs> we can shut it down. Maybe we'll try to do one final thing for the patreons yeah maybe we
1: could do some like main feed extra episodes like just take a break ski a couple more break skis maybe do some like mid-season some like (laughs) mid-cycle in between okay stray away from our like (laughs) organic basic mission of the podcast a little bit would maybe be a little bit life-saving for me i think Uh uh-huh I'm drowning in this shit. Yeah. 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 I'm pro. You're pro, you're good. Yeah. I know you are. You're always good. You're always good and you have oh, you're pro adding a little extra flavor into the pod. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we talked about like we could thematic we could thematicize it. Like we talked like about doing Liam Neeson and shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk off mic. Uh, Yep. And uh, otherwise, uh, don't connect with us at all.
0: (laughs) Thank you. See you next time.